This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. One of the most underrated parts of a trip is that flight home. And that's why Delta Airlines tries to make you feel at home long before you even get there. Now, for somebody like me that's a homebody, feeling at home in the air is very valuable to me. And I love to curate that comfortable experience. And what I love about Delta is they have over a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. They have Wi-Fi so I can do anything else that I want to do on my devices. They have great food and drink, and it just creates a positive end to my trip. They have fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members, more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment, and they have premium food options and beverages like herbal teas, cold brew, sparkling wine, and more. All of the comforts that you'll find at home, you can find in a flight experience that feels made just for you. You may not be home yet, but Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit more like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. Have you heard the term concierge medicine and wondered exactly what that means? In short, it's the answer to the question, isn't there a better solution to my health care? Concierge medicine means virtually no waiting for your doctor. It means 24-7 access to physician care. It means truly individualized health care, all at a cost that's lower than you might expect. See pricing and learn more at PartnerMD.com. It's better health care for an even better you. This episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast is brought to you by God is My CEO, a prayer journal for entrepreneurs. I am so excited about this journal because it is the first ever prayer journal specifically for entrepreneurs. God gave me this idea a little over a month ago for me to create this journal for business owners. And I am just amazed with the response that has gotten thus far, the people who've been able to pre-order it and download the the virtual digital version um, and get started with growing that relationship with God and allowing God to be the CEO of their business. This journal is amazing because it has a space for you to surrender your business to God. Uh, It has a space for you to write down your million dollar ideas that God is going to give you as you grow in your relationship with him. It has a place for you to write down your answered prayers so that you can constantly be reminded that if he did it once, he'll do it again. There's a page, there's a section called I feel, but I know. In that section, it allows you to navigate the difficult feelings and sometimes just the very personal feelings of being an entrepreneur and relate that to what the scripture says so that you can be encouraged in those not so sexy parts of entrepreneurship. There's also a section for sermon notes. So if you guys are like me and you watch a lot of sermons online or if you just attend church, there's a section for you to take notes in there as well. And then, of course, there are the journaling pages. So there's a morning and evening section for you to journal and spend time with God every single day. So I'm so excited about this journal. I've been getting such amazing responses from everyone who's pre-ordered already and been able to utilize the digital version. So make sure you go to www.blessedandbossedup.com so that you can pre-order yours today. Let's start the show. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up presented by Anchored Media an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny his way. 
guys, welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Boss Up podcast. I am so excited, per usual, about today's episode. Um, this, I'm gonna try so hard to be serious this episode, but I have a special guest who we have been struggling to get this podcast out for like the past hour. <laughs> <laughs> Between jokes and then also just trying to find ways to be transparent while still maintaining a sense of privacy has been a task and a half. But I'm so excited to have my boo on the show, my soon-to-be husband, my future, future, future baby daddy, uh, BJ. Welcome to the show, honey. Thanks for having me today, love. <laughs> yes, I'm glad to have you on the show. Now, the reason why I wanted to have you on is because the last couple of weeks we've been talking about growth on the show. We've been talking about getting out of your own way. We've been talking about just the things that block us um, when it comes to just keeping us stuck in where we are as opposed to really being transformed and really walking into our next level or walking into God's best for us. And the central theme of that, of course, is growth. And when I think about growth and trying to find other ways or other perspectives to add on the show, I really think about your story because you have such an amazing story to where it's like when I hear about your past or we talk and you may share things that have happened. I always say BJ when he had hair versus BJ now. So it was like when you cut your hair, you change your life. But um, listening to the stories of you way back when, it's like, it's almost hard for me to rationalize that this is the same person because you've changed so much. You went from being a janitor at the Verizon Center to um, being a delivery boy to not finishing school to just all of these things to getting in trouble legally and all of this stuff to now having your CPA license, working at one of the, the big four accounting firms and just being this this honorable man of God is just really like night and day, to be honest. So I wanted to talk a lot about your growth because a lot of people will get stuck at where you were, you know, seeing all of your friends graduating from school and going on to getting their master's and starting their careers and you still being stuck yeah, in a, a sense you know what I mean I know it's not yeah. easy I know it's a place that can really take a mental toll and a lot of people really get stuck in that or even in business a lot of people may be on social media and seeing other people being successful in their business or seemingly being successful overnight or just being places that they want to be and they are still stuck in their circumstances so I wanted to talk to you about that because it is something that if you let it can mentally overcome you and keep you stuck in that position. So I want to talk to you about how did you come out of that to go from all the things that I just said to where you are now. So take me back to that place where you had that aha moment of it's time to really change my life. It's funny that you say it that way, because I think you have to realize at some point when you want to change mm. and there are a lot of things that can happen let's take let's take me for instance where that day that you're talking about when i was on the train i was either headed to my po officer or coming from my po officer and i was just seeing life passing me by mm. but i mean i didn't even have that aha moment when i got locked up for 
whatever offense that was mm-hmm. when I actually was uh, given to a, pro- a probation officer. Mm-hmm. So you, you have to come to that realization. It happens at different points in time. But for me, it did happen on the train that day. And um, pretty much it was sitting there, had on some probably <laughs> raggedy clothes on, probably some fake Jordans, too. Oh, no. I had some hand-me-downs from my oh, cousin. No. My cousin used to give me some fake Jordans. Oh, no. And I wore them proud. You couldn't really tell the difference, but I knew because they felt different. Mm-hmm. But uh, just looking at people, looking at people. <laughs> It was headed to work, coming from work. Something about it, something about that moment made me say that this can't be what my life trajectory looks like. Just Mm -hmm. looking at other people live their life. Mm -hmm. I need to live life, too. And so that day, I think I I probably had something I, I started writing on, like a journal. Yeah. And putting down my thoughts. But I think that's a great perspective, though, because a lot of times... When people are looking, it, it goes back to that comparison thing. So where we could look at other people like you being on a train dressed the way you were dressed and everybody else was dressed professionally going to seemingly a you know a decent job. You could have easily allowed that to feed the negative state of mind. You could have yeah, allowed that. Too. Would you say? Say so that's easy, too. Yeah. You could have allowed that to cause you to be more depressed or sulk in your circumstances. But instead, kind of like what I talked about on previous episodes, you didn't allow that to fuel you being stagnant. Instead, you was like, I could be doing better. So after you had that realization, like you said, you ain't have that when you got locked up, but it was something about being on that train that day. Yeah, it's true, because you kind of go through phases. Mm-hmm. I've probably had some negative feelings before that. Yeah. And then you realize those negative thoughts, they don't lead you anywhere. So mm-hmm. until you figure out that, hey, something needs to change, you come to that realization, then you don't know what to do next. So you have to come to that point where you actually feel that something has to change before you actually decide to figure out how to make the change. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you do then now that you figured out like, okay, a change has to get made? What was the first thing you did when you you got off that train? I want to say that I started to write down my thoughts. Mm. I want to say that I had like a journal kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And you don't know we might i used to write like what i thought was poetry but it was just me (laughs) like venting in my own way a lot of stuff that would go through my head yeah and thinking about visions of how i would appreciate life to be and kind of that in between Mm -hmm. how can i connect and bridge that gap because I started to realize that the things that I was doing, even though I had good intentions with everything I was doing, mm-hmm. the, the things that I was doing, what weren't leading to those things being fulfilled. Yeah. And coming into fruition. It's funny you mentioned those journals. I remember um, <laughs> when we first, like early on in our relationship, right? So <laughs> Shaking my head. <laughs> Shaking my head. I had like came over and um, I had like came over and I think you had left out for a second and went to the store or something. So I was like, oh, perfect. That's the perfect time for me to go snooping around, you know, looking like the medicine cabinet, see what they take in, look around, see what's going on in their place. So <laughs> <laughs> I had found. 
found like some of your journals as I was snooping around and just reading. I, it seemed like a bunch of jumbled mumbo jumbo to me, of yeah. course, because it's get out, get me. those thoughts out, you know. Yeah. But then it was like, wow, you know, he's actually it did make me you know, admire you a little bit because it was like, wow, he's actually writing stuff down because you would, in addition to writing down how you felt, you would always write down like, okay, what are some things that I could be doing differently? So I remember in one of your journals, you were saying how, and I'm probably skipping a little bit, but this was after you had had changed your life a little bit. Yeah, you, you didn't see those older ones. You saw a more updated version. Yeah, yeah. So those where you was like, oh, I hate my job. But then you were like, writing down, what do I hate about you my job? You saw the ones that still had some empty pages in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, it made me look at you in a like a better way. Like, wow, he actually is working on some of the things that he's compl- that he may complain about or things that he wants to change or he's actually it's it's different to see a man do something like that if that makes sense i'm used to men that i know or, or men that are in my life you just walk around with a chip on your shoulder yeah just be mad take that knock keep mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. lace up the bootstraps yeah, yeah. Or, or even with men being that's how we grow up but yeah and even with men like y'all being let's say getting locked up or being in the streets and stuff it's so glamorized it's it's really an anomaly for somebody to be like nah man like life can be better than this and then actually taking some steps to actually change that so after you got you figured out okay i'm about to write start keeping a journal to get some things off of my head um and put them on paper how did that translate into some type of plan translation so luckily I all I still felt that school was an option, so mm-hmm. that was kind of that gateway. How old were you at that point? Uh, I want to say between twenty two, twenty four, oh, okay, 20, maybe twenty three, twenty four. Okay, and yeah, that's prime time for people to Graduate really start up their life, stuff, yeah. yeah, and mm-hmm. really get into the flow of things. Where I'm still working at the Verizon Center at that time, or mm-hmm. delivering pizzas and serving some quarters, mm-hmm. those types of things, but um. Yeah, I think for the most part at that point it was it was a mental game, mm. and that's kind of where those journals helped me to see those thoughts that I would think of that would lead me to the bad habits that I had. Okay, and then kind of trying to weed those out and start starting to move into the more positive things that actually lift up what I thought my purpose was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So instead of falling back into the same patterns, figuring out what those new patterns could be, maybe mm-hmm. coming up with new and innovative, being innovative in a way, Yeah, you know, just thinking of a new pathway that I could take, you know, trying to still go to school or whatever. And I was still doing engineering at that point. Yeah. And uh, Africans still, always want yeah, their kids to be engineers or doctors. Still trying to figure it out, and <laughs> it it was a mental thing. So me just writing down my thoughts helped a lot too, because it, it sorted out some of the things that that were negatively impacting mm-hmm. my journey. So, what were some of those habits then that you identified after you wrote them down? Man, smoking, drinking. Um, Hanging out late, doing nothing, just, <laughs> just, just being, just being, just being around for nothing, mm. and and you know coming up with 
plans that led to nowhere. Like I used to think about, uh, you know, ways to get quick money. Okay. But at the end of it, you know, those little things that you would think is, is getting you somewhere, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. So kind of expanded my thoughts after that, you know. Okay. So then after you identified these things, smoking, drinking, hanging out, doing nothing, um, what did you start doing differently? I know it couldn't have been easy to just be like, I'm not going to smoke, drink, hang out no more. It, yeah. I know it wasn't that quick. So what so were some me, things you did? I know, I know I had a group of friends around the way. And when I was in high school, it was easy for me to do those things that I'm talking about, hanging out, just chilling, mm-hmm. not really being productive and still get through school. Mm-hmm. And when you are in school, you start to realize if you want to graduate, that those things just don't mix. Mm-hmm. You know, just just that high life or literally, or, yeah, hanging <laughs> out that it, it just doesn't mix. Especially trying to be an engineer, so you got to put in a lot of focus. Yeah, and I started taking those steps to, you know, stay to myself. Uh, you know, get more serious with my studies, uh, focus on doing the small things that I kind of avoided thinking that I didn't need to do because I was used to kind of getting away with uh, the lifestyle that I had. Yeah. Was, uh, growing up, really growing up. And I was old enough to be grown, but <laughs> still growing up. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's a good point and a, a really great takeaway for people that are listening and trying to change and trying to change their circumstances is to really take inventory on where you're spending your time, what you're spending your time on, the habits Definitely. and things like that. And I feel like, you know, a lot of people say, I don't have time for this, so I don't have time for that. But if we really took a second, and looked at everything we give our energy to, whether it be social media or hanging out with our friends or whatever, we could really find opportunities for us to replace things that's not helping us with things that are. Definitely. And I even think about like the prayer journal. Um, I was looking through it the other day and then at the at the as a part of the evening journal part, it asked like, what is something I sh- what is something I struggle with today? And then what triggered that struggle? And the reason why I put that in there is because you cannot it's okay to identify the areas that you're struggling in, but in order for you to actually change that and not have that be a consistent struggle or have that turn into some type of stronghold on your life, you have to figure out what triggered that in the first place. Mm-hmm. And that makes me think about like um Tory Roberts' book Wholeness and he's Talks about, right? Yeah. And he talks about patterns and you it's if you identify your patterns, then you'll be good because then you'll be able to change whatever it is that's leading you to nothingness. Right. So just like for you, you realizing like I'm going nowhere fast, like I'm on this hamster wheel. I'm doing a lot, but I ain't getting nothing done. I'm not finishing no school. Fruits. No fruit. You know yeah. what I mean? All this work, but no fruit. So then you like, OK. Let me figure out these patterns. What's leading me here? And so I, I think it's it's awesome that you were able to take the time to be like, let me just write down my thoughts and see what that gives me. Yeah. 
And then looking at your thoughts like, okay, here are the things that that's causing me issues that I need to change. A lot of it was definitely a mental battle. Yeah. So, yeah. You got you to gotta be able to identify that. So I know that making those changes, though, couldn't have been easy because you're going from something that you're comfortable with, that you're used to, that everybody else is doing because you're around the way with folks that's doing the same thing for the most part. Because the people that's doing something ain't there. They, you know, they in right. school or whatever. Right, right. So I know it, it, it couldn't have been easy to make those adjustments. So how did you overcome that mental battle of being consistent in a new thing? Yeah, so I think something I used to also do was kind of figure out because I'm, I'm gonna start from this point this angle mm-hmm. i've always been somebody that's you know generous nice person with you don't good have to intentions. do that to the, to the mic you could just oh, okay yeah. i'm scared it's gonna fall out it's you gotta not. do it again you be all right. so <laughs> <laughs> always been somebody with uh you know generous with good yeah. intentions mm-hmm. so i started just I even looked up the dictionary at sometimes and just looked up things like virtues, mm-hmm. things to replace those bad thoughts or the the uh, unhealthy habits. Yeah. Thoughts to put on my mind, like virtue, like how do I become wiser? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how do I be a charitable person? Just things to be in a positive mindset. Yeah. And try to start focusing on those. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I did. It's a small thing, but I kind of remember, you know, it's, it's, it's been a while yeah. since I had to put myself in that place. But I kind of remember, like, trying to study up on these things and how to incorporate those things in my life. It's, no, but but that's good, though, because I think it shows the power of not making excuses. Mm-hmm. So you may not have been being you may not have been in a, an environment where you saw a lot of charitable giving or um, people doing virtuous things. But you didn't let that stop you. You're like, OK, let me figure this out. How am I going to find this? And you put these things in the forefront. Or how am I going to find it in myself? Because, mm. yeah, I, I'm not saying I'm I'm from a, a terrible family. No, no, you I know? didn't mean to imply that. I, I, I did have some good influence in, in, in my life, yeah. had, you know, whatever. But I had to find that in myself, too, mm-hmm. because even though you might have these good thoughts, you have to put something in play to lead you to that type of action too. Cause mm-hmm. you could, you could have good intent, but your guidance be off to where you stray away from your intent. So yeah. it's like kind of shifted back to that destination or to that end result that I was looking for. So what did that look like practically then when you found these things? It was it like, OK, when I woke up in the morning, the first thing I'm doing is I'm reading something or before I go to bed, I'm going to read something. What what practically did that look like? Yeah, actually, that's around the time when I started to enjoy reading because okay. growing up, I hated reading with such a passion. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and my parents always used to be. Like, how is this? Because my mother used to like to read. My dad used to like to read. But I hated it. Mm-hmm. And I could read when I was three. Wow. So. I hope our kids smart like that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was this crazy thing. How could you be someone with a lot of potential, a lot of ability, but you don't want to use it at all? Mm. So it took me a long time, but I actually did enjoy reading it that uh, something about an English class I took and I started to enjoy reading where I, I saw some um some of those 
I'm gonna call them self help books. Yeah. Like uh, there was one that was called Think Big. I wish I remember the name of it, <laughs> but it was written back in the 30s. Yeah. But it spoke to me, and it started. Was it Think me, and Grow Rich? Nah, it was. Uh, no, you be messing up think titles big. and names. It definitely wasn't Think and Grow Rich. Oh, okay. It was like Think Big. I might come up with it oh, yeah. on the show, but I doubt it. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it, it, it spoke to me and, and it kind of gave me a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Something to facilitate where I was going in a way. Yeah, I think that's a really powerful point that you said. Like, you had all these gifts and abilities. You had all of the materials to make something out of yourself but you didn't you know you had two great parents you had this you know we always we always joke about how like african about african parents right so your dad always instilled certain values in you for you to be an overachiever and things like that you know you had all of these these ingredients you had a great mom and you had all of these ingredients but you just weren't using it to make something out of your life and I think that's an important point for people to listen that potential means nothing if it if it is unreached and I always even thought about that when it came to any type of friendships or relationships even that I got into it was like I have no I do not care about your potential. I care about who you are today, right now, because I have to be able to accept you if you never reach your potential. So that was like a measuring stick for me. Like, can I be with this person or be friends with this person as they are right now? And if the answer was no, and I was more infatuated with who they could be, then I I don't have nothing for you because you can very well not become that person. And and even the same thing for me, I, I even said this on a couple episodes ago, we get caught up in like the what if thing, but what if you don't, what if your potential is not reached? What does that mean for the person who you're supposed to impact? So for you, you would have never, Never met me because Tatum wasn't wasn't dealing with this uh, is the BJ rumor, the but we don't know that <laughs> that's the case. <laughs> this is the rumor that keeps going around, but there's no proof yet. <laughs> sorry, boo, your swag wasn't going to cut it. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it is now. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but like I said, if if you wouldn't have taken, you wouldn't have looked at your life and be like, I'm going to take all of these ingredients. I'm going to be intentional about making something out of it. Then you wouldn't be here. And I want the people who are listening to really take that to say that I have this potential, but what am I going to do to actually become all of who God called me to be? What habits am I going to break? What negative patterns am I going to break? What generational curses am I going to break so that I can be who God called me to be. I think that was just a really, really great point that you said. Mm. Yeah. So, I, I, and to kind of piggyback off that too. Mm-hmm. Remember I said I was doing engineering for a while. Yeah. And part of, you know, understanding your gifts is also understanding how to use them. Mm-hmm. So I was doing engineering for a, a minute. That's really what took me so long to get out of school because <laughs> I just thought I could do it. Yeah. And I finally figured out what I was doing wrong. I was pretty much trying to uh, apply the books, the book equations to things. And I was going to my teacher, doing everything that you think would get you 
the grades that you need to yeah. pass. But I just wasn't able to pivot. I wasn't able to really digest the information and just let it sink in and live it and breathe it. Mm-hmm. And that's what you kind of need in engineering. Is it, it gets deep. So when I finally realized that, I figured that I didn't even want to be an engineer anymore. <laughs> but I figured out how I could succeed as an engineer. But then I switched up and I said, let me do accounting. And mm-hmm. I used all that knowledge that I had for the engineering. And as soon as I jumped in the counter, I shot off. Because so what I was, was the difference to... then? And what gift what that wasn't working in engineering it, working it was accounting? learning how to manipulate equations. Oh, okay. Because you can't just use it. You can't just use the cookie cutter X plus Y equals Z. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's Z equals K and, and then I don't know what you're talking times about two. Right now. Yeah, it would change. <laughs> and I'm like, how how did that change when this is what you see in the book? Learning how to manipulate the equations was something that I I took with me when I left engineering. Mm-hmm. And I figured, hey, accounting is is something it's not like an easy thing to do. It's challenging, mm-hmm. but it's numbers. I'm good yeah. with numbers. And as soon as I switched and applied all that stuff that I had figured out how to do with engineering, these are things that I knew how to do and use and manipulate. Yeah. Put them in accounting and like that. Three snaps of the fingers. I was just knocking out A's, B's, mm-hmm. just like that. So the realization part. And then when you learn how to use your gifts and learn where they're effective, yeah. learn how to be effective and learn how to uh throw them in a ring where they're actually uh, amplified. That's something yeah. too. I think that's a really good point, taking it away from the math part, because if anybody's like me <laughs> and he get to talking about these exits, X plus, X plus you, Y no, Z. No. Yes. <laughs> All I need to know how to do is count my money. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey. But um, no, but it was a really good point of knowing what your gifts are and having enough wisdom to understand that it's not you or the gifts that's the problem. It's the environment that's the problem. And knowing when to take what you have and and put it somewhere else so that it could grow or where to take the, the seeds that you have plant and, uh, and the plant right them place. in the right place so they can grow the way it needs to. I even think about like in the Bible where um, God told Abraham to just basically like roll. Mm-hmm. Like go here, and that's where the promises were. Is yeah. he didn't get, he didn't have anything different when he left. Yep. He just needed to go into a different environment. But a lot of us we get so stuck in where we are. We're trying to make something fit when we need to just take what we have and put it into the right environment so that we can properly f- flourish. So we may be let's say trying to use our gifts and do a certain type of business because that makes the most sense when we're supposed to do a different type of business so that the same gifts that we have can actually flourish. Yep. 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 So, so, I mean, I even think about really my journey, even though I may have started in a youth program and realized like, okay, this is not 
the business part of this is not what I want. I want to keep giving back, but I'm going to have to make the business something else so I can just use the money to give back and do what I love. But then it was like, okay, when doing the consultant and just growing in God and things like that. And now with God being my CEO and him really um, guiding everything that I do and learning the things that God has in store for my life, all of the things that worked in the other areas are the same things that work here. Right. It's the exact same thing. The same thing that I talk to clients about or people that I work with about or the even the girls in the program about, I cut on the podcast and talk about the exact same stuff. And it works even more here. We just surpassed, I don't even think I told you this yet, but we just broke through the 20,000 audience Bro, mark. Yeah. Okay. So that's... Where the, uh, where, where's Milan's little... Uh... The little yes button. I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get her to send that, that to press me. Press that right now. Yeah, but it, it's crazy because like with podcasts, of course, there are a lot of different numbers. You have like the streams and the downloads overall. But the number that I care about is the amount of people who tune in consistently every single week. So we may have like a half a million downloads and all of these streams, but for me to know that over 20,000 people every single week is listening to this show, is like, it's like, wow, but I'm doing the exact same thing that I've been doing, but I'm doing it in a platform that God positioned me in to do it. And now I'm putting this into this book that's going to reach even more people for them to be able to take and um, use. I didn't even tell you this either. Um, oh, I need to do more podcasts. I need to I know. start Stuff learning all the little up. secrets I don't know. Stuff be coming up. <laughs> but, um, but this just happened this morning. You wasn't here. But um, the editor for the book texted me this morning and she was like, oh my God, Tatum, I'm in tears. And I was like, oh, what are you oh, talking about? Oh, and she was like, I'm I'm getting through your book and it's just oh, speaking wow. to me and this, that and the other. Oh, wow. And I was like, man, it's that's be a hit. crazy. That's, be a hit. that's so crazy. But I'm trying to read it too. I know once you give it back to me, I'm going to send it to you because you going to turn on your little track changes and be trying to do too much. If I don't, <laughs> I got to get it edited first before I send it to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> before no I get it back with, a, with all these red There's marks no on it. Doubt. You got to put that apostrophe in the right place. Exactly. Exactly. But no, again, back to the point, just doing the same thing, but just in the space that it's supposed to be in and watching it grow. And that happens after... You work at whatever it is you're trying to do because you still have to come to that point where you can reflect Mm -hmm. and look back at how far you've come and figure out what else or how much more you can do. Mm -hmm. But you're not going to be able to know that without the work, without the the front end work that you do. So because you you stuck with it Mm -hmm. before you you kept pressing along, you was waking up early in the morning, going to sleep. five o'clock and waking back up at five thirty. Mm-hmm. those types of nights those things contribute to you figuring it out all in the end it just doesn't happen over the course of one night yeah so, yeah you sticking with it is is a big contribution to what you're accomplishing now yeah and the same for you you sticking with it making that transition to accounting and then getting your cpa which a lot of people who even graduated yeah, on that time. Was tough too. I didn't even want. I didn't even want to do it at first, but felt like it was a necessity at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what are some of the habits then 
that kind of spilled over as you began to progress. So you started seeing some fruit, you finished school, um, you started passing, you know, the CPA exam has multiple parts. So you started passing each part. Yeah. Now, again, I'm a, I'm a bank on school. I'm not the I'm big on education. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that I'm like a big proponent of school per se, but education, yes. Mm-hmm. And what I took from um, getting through school, I had a laser sharp focus when I went into accounting because I saw I started to see results. Yeah, and then I started wanting more. So I would go into every semester, I would grab my syllabus, I would comb it through all the way, figuring out, all right, this is what I need to do. This is what I need to do. Mm -hmm. I would see my teacher as the person that's standing in between me and that A. I was laser sharp. And one thing that I used to do every week was have daily goals every go every day I wanted to get through this every day I wanted to get through that mm-hmm. by the end of the week I should be at a new milestone for the next week mm-hmm. and I was able to kind of put that down on paper and figure out how to accomplish these things how much time I needed to put down if I needed extra time to put down on it that's what I did and that's one thing that Sort of spilled over Yeah When I was trying to get My CPA Because I was able to tap Into that a little bit Yeah Figuring out uh, all right, if I want to do this This exam And it's covering These different uh, Topics It's almost like a syllabus That you get With the study material Mm -hmm. Figuring out What I want to get through To get to that day When I'm taking the exam So I could just Unload everything Yeah, and I think that goes back to, I don't know if you said this on this version of the podcast (laughs) or the previous times we tried to get this done, but you had said that you started doing things with the end in mind. So, So looking at the thing you wanted to accomplish and then creating a plan by working backwards. Right. And I think that's even something that I see you apply now. So you may say, let's say we both gained some uh, happy weight, as you say, when you get into a relationship where all you're doing is eating and laying around. (laughs) Um, And you were like, man, I need to get back to a healthy weight. So you was like, you did you was like okay this is the weight I want to be and then you created a plan and worked backwards now I'm salty because you done got to where you trying to be and I'm trying to figure out how I'm the one that's still fat like what what happened <laughs> but I mean that's just something too that um, I even see with you that spills over with any goal that you set for yourself and how are you able to though because one thing that you don't really do that I don't see is you don't have like you don't tell too many people when you're trying to do something like I don't hear you like on the phone with your homeboys or anybody talking about too much what you want to do. You just kind of set the goal and do it. You tell me, of course, but I don't even really have to be like, boo, did you work out? Did you do that? Because I could barely get myself at the gym. (laughs) But (laughs) I don't even really have to keep you motivated to do stuff. So, like, how are you able to be so self-motivated? Um. It's, I guess I want to say, I want to accomplish certain things. And when I, when I set my, my mind to accomplish these things, that's just what I go out to do. Mm-hmm. And it's a blessing that I'm able to focus in on it yeah. when I can. Yeah. But, uh, 
I don't know the practical way to do that except yeah. set goals for yourself and stick to it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm always big on if I say I'm going to do something, do it. Or if I start something, I should be able to finish it if it's really something I want to do. Why yeah. Why let it fall to the wayside if, if I have the ability to do it, if it's going to be better for for you know my life and people around me yeah why not do it but i think that goes to to what motivates you like you're motivated by you want to be healthy for mm-hmm. one yep. so you want to live a long time you want to be able to have fun with your kids and things like that so health losing the weight that was your motivation because that's something that you want right or um, when Very it comes true. to like your entrepreneurial endeavors, you want the freedom of your time. You want to be able to oh, man. do stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Man. So that motivates you to be able to get stuff done. So I think the takeaway from that for the people listening is find what motivates you. So for me, I, I know there are some things I'm able to be more motivated with than others. So like for the whole fitness thing, I'm like, bruh. I'm about to just love myself at my Rihanna. You know, Rihanna gain weight and ain't care. I'm like, I'm about to just be like Rihanna. <laughs> but when it comes to other things, like if I say I'm going to do something on this podcast, I like to, to I don't ever want to be the person to be like, she said she was going to do that and ain't do it. Right. So because of that motivation of the having that integrity piece, I know if I say on this podcast, I'm going to do something, I'm going to make sure that I do it. So you I think it's just. Up. Yeah. yeah, just finding ways that that motivates you and put yourself in the position to constantly be motivated. So I know another thing for me, like we've learned, like my love language is words of affirmation. I like to hear I'm proud of you. I like to hear you're doing a great job or whatever. So when it comes to the fitness stuff, you've helped me a lot because you'll be like, you'll make comments and stuff without saying too much. You'll yeah. make comments and stuff. <laughs> so it'll make me feel good. Like, oh, cool. You know, working out is I'm going to keep doing you it see, because you, you are he noticed seriously, though. And then it's evident so yeah I just gotta make it known that's all All so I try right I try right but having you though to continuously affirm me and the things that I do help so I think for people that's listening is one find what motivates you so that you can be able to to motivate yourself and then also have people around you that positively impact you so we may not always talk about specific goals and be like every Friday we going to reconvene or anything like that but we know what each other is trying to do right so if too much time or if you would have gained too much weight I probably been like hey boo like <laughs> what's what's going on or with me if I'm doing if I say I'm gonna do something and I'm not doing it you're gonna be like Tatum, you said that you was going to do this. So just that built-in accountability yeah, part. Yeah, that's important. Helps. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about God. You went, you did all these great things to change your life. But one thing I always admired about you was your relationship with God. And I remember people ask me all the time, like, well, how did you know he was the one? And I always tell the story of... One, I found your Bible when I was snooping and um, I I appreciated finding it because it was marked up. The joint was raggedy. Like, you know, some people have Bibles. You could tell they ain't touched that joint. But yours, it was just marked up. You had notes. Read through it and prayed. It was so much. Forgiveness and prayed for favor and mercy Mm -hmm. and everything. It was So. so much going on. I was like, wow, he actually uses this. But... 
uh, I remember when we, we when we were talking. And it was around a point where we decided that we were going to be like boyfriend and girlfriend. I feel like a child saying that, but we decided hey, we was going to be in a baby relationship. Steps, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Will you go with me? Like remember back in the day? Like, do you, you want to go little, with me? A little uh, origami. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was around that time where we were deciding that we were going to be like an official couple. So I remember like we had the conversation just in dating, like. We ain't really trying to play the empty dating dating games. Tired of asking people what's their favorite color. Like, if we're going to do this, then it's going to be something that's going to lead to it. Otherwise, like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. So, um, so when you had asked me to be a girlfriend, I was kind of like, well, how do you know? Because I'm at the attentions of if you ask me to be a girlfriend, and you must know that that I have the potential to be your wife. So. Why? Like, how did you come to that conclusion? And when I asked you that, normally guys will kind of like run game on you a bit and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know. You're the only one for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, girl, you know, because you, you hold a nigga we down. Look, we, you. Look, we look good together. Everybody uh-huh. know it. <laughs> <laughs> but you had actually like thought about it. And your Bible just happened to be laying around and you um, opened it up and you was like, you know, that's not coincidental either. But oh, that was game. No, I'm just saying I I, I read the Bible very frequently. So it's not like it just happened to be there. It was 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 a habit. Yeah, it was a habit for me to read, Mm -hmm. you know, over and over. So. So, yeah, so you picked it up and you was just like, well. When I think about the woman that I want to marry or the woman I want to be with, I think about the Proverbs 31 woman. So you kind of turned to it and was going over like, you know, this is what it says. And I see this in you and this, that and the other. So, yeah, it was like a mushy moment, you know. Oh, he thinks I didn't even look at it like that. But, you know, when you when you bring it up and you talk about it, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, so, it yeah. was normal to you because yeah. that was life. You read yeah. your Bible yeah. and those were the principles you applied. Very normal for me to think that way. But for me, it was not normal. And for me, it wasn't normal to actually find that in you. Okay. So <laughs> when when I actually found a person that fit that mold, I was like, wow, okay. Mm-hmm. Never knew that this person actually existed because a lot of stuff in the Bible was figurative and yeah. stuff that you have to, some of you have to force yourself to believe because there's <laughs> something like Jonah. Mm-hmm. I mean, what did he do to stay alive in the whale's mouth? But anyway, yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. You, you just wonder. But uh, it was a shock to me. Especially after the first few times that we actually spoke and had a conversation, that's where it became clear that, you know, you are this type of person that I want to say leads a double life. You were working, but <laughs> you had a whole second life. You entrepreneurship. Driven, yeah, yeah, driven. You knew the numbers on it. You were analytical. Mm-hmm. And I thought that all you did was watch uh, Desperate Housewives or something. <laughs> Real Housewives. Real Housewives. <laughs> And, and that's the type of person that I thought you were just by looking at you. Yeah. But then after talking, it's like, wow, this is the person that I read about in, mm. in, in Proverbs. So, yeah. Yeah. And by you doing that, I was just like, wow. Because, I mean, this has come up like in a sense of therapy and stuff like that, that I was raised to be or as a result of my upbringing, I was an independent woman. Like. 
Mm-hmm. A guy was either going to get with the program or I was going to hold down the fort by myself. Like it was what it was. Like I, I knew that I always wanted a family and I knew that I always wanted to be married just as much as I wanted to be successful. Mm-hmm. But it was still okay in a way for me to just be this independent woman because it's it's normal for especially black women to be successful in every other area except for relationships. Right. So when it but me kind of battling with what I was raised to be and who I wanted to be, it was like a thing. Something that, you know, I, I'm thankful that God has worked with me on. But that was just like a little turmoil in me at that moment in my life when we first started dating. But when I realized that, well, when I asked you that question and you had picked up the Bible and you was like, well, this is what I look for in a woman and you fit those things for me. That's why I want to be with you. It was kind of like, uh-oh. <laughs> Tatum, you need to get your life together because you ain't going to never wish, find this joint. I wish I saw your face when Yo. it hit you like that because I never thought twice about it until you brought it up. Like It, it, it never occurred to me that it struck you that hard. I think when you said it, I kind of just like, oh, okay. Right. Kept my yeah, poker yeah, face. Yeah, I was real. Exactly. I was playing it cool. But I, when I got home, I was right. like, this nigga picked up the Bible. Like, what, what am I supposed to do? I wish I knew that it hit you that hard. What I'm supposed to do with that? Because my attitude at the time, I was like, oh, I got to cut off my dues to be with this one guy. Like, I don't know. But it was just like... Yo, this dude really picked up the Bible. But anyway, the the well, the point I was trying to make was I knew that one, I had to get myself together, and two, that you were worth that because you were rooted in the right place. Mm-hmm. That that your measuring stick for what you looked for out of life, out of relationships, out of yourself was rooted in the Bible. And so I'm like, he can't steer me wrong if he's gonna always bring me back to God. And and that allowed me to trust you more. And even when like for y'all that don't know, we met from working together. So even at work, when we were getting to know each other and we would like go for walks sometimes or go to lunch together, whatever, anytime that I may have been stressed and would bring something up to you, you will always use a Bible scripture to back up whatever advice you was giving me. So that's when I first kind of like had my ear raised like, oh, this dude know Jesus for I was, real. I was definitely living, living off the word. I'm yeah, living off the word. But the re- the reason I brought that up was to really ask you, like, in the midst of this story of growth, how did God play a part of that? When when was the Lord, I guess, introduced to you? I don't know when. Yeah. But I mean, I wasn't raised in the church. I heard you say say that on a recent podcast. Yeah. Though you had gone to church, mm-hmm. you know, I, growing up, I think we went to Union. Uh, Union Temple Baptist Church Every now and then We didn't go Like every Sunday Yeah But when we went It was the one You might have been there It had like the black Jesus Black God Malcolm X Martin Luther King Anyway I You know I knew God I knew of him And I would pray (laughs) I would pray for like My favorite football team To win On Sunday (laughs) And they would win You know (laughs) And I, I would have like different prayers, so I knew that God was real yeah. all the time. But during that period, you know, I, I realized I needed to get to know Him better. I needed to really get into it because I needed to be grounded. Mm-hmm. Is is one thing to you know study virtues or different words that help you get through the day, but yeah. those things are empty. 
And the stuff that you do is all empty if, you know, you're taking steps on ground that's not strong. So I needed to have a foundation to stand on, saying that, all right, I want to, I'm here right now and I want to be there. Mm -hmm. What, how do I know that I'm going to get there without failing? What, what is it in this whole entire world? What is it in this whole entire world that, we know is I want to the the word I want I, I can't think of but permanent mm-hmm. when I think about God I think permanent I think uh, all powerful mm-hmm. I think something that is unchanging something that if you base what you believe or what you want to do on that mm-hmm. then it's going to be solid it's like a stable state like yeah. Steady, constant stability. Mm-hmm. And without that, I don't see anything else that I could lean on that has that feature. Yeah. There's nothing else that I could look at around and say that I could stand on this, whether it's a principle or anything, mm-hmm. and not fear that tomorrow is going to be gone. Right. But tomorrow I could pick up the Bible and still see the promises okay. that are intended for me and still do what I have to do and mm-hmm. hopes of those things coming true because I'm praying, I'm believing and, you know, I'm, I'm counting on God to fulfill these things that I'm, I'm crying out for. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was that. And so in order for you to build that faith, cause I think a lot of people, the struggle with really growing in your relationship with God is a lack of trust. And you may have faith, but not faith so much where you can still take your hands off the steering wheel type of stuff. Mm. Like I got faith, but I'm still looking to make sure you go in the right way as opposed to total surrender. Yeah. When did you or how did you grow your relationship with God to that point where you were able to surrender as well as be able to hear from him and know what direction he wanted you to go in? So I, I got to a point where I was actually making those progress steps. I mm-hmm. was going in the right direction, but always knew that I didn't have all the answers. Mm. You know, I might have a lot of ambition or whatever, but I didn't have all the answers. So where can I go again to see that stability? And that's where... You know, I realized I had to be founded in something. I had to I had to have all of that be grounded in something. And it was a desire, most of all, to to learn more about the word, mm-hmm. to get closer to God and and actually start to try and live some of those things because I ended up studying, studying the Bible. Yeah. And when you study it first, it's a lot of abstract concepts. Yeah. But the more and more I des- desired to know, mm-hmm. then I wanted to actually practice those daily. I wanted to be able to practice those. Like everything that I did in life, I wanted it to be kind of found or based grounded mm-hmm. in the Bible. Mm-hmm. So it's that desire to really emulate what I was reading about because I saw a lot of positivity in in that. And that's yeah. the kind of stuff that I gravitated towards anyway. So I think that's a good point because and I like the fact that it differs than my the way I did it. Cuz me growing in God, I didn't start with just reading the Bible cuz to me it would get boring, I'm sleepy. 
I have a hundred other things on my mind. It's hard for me to focus on this thing. More so, it was like, God, can you show me that you're real? And I want to be able to hear your voice. So reading books to get to know how to pray better and he things like that. He showed me he was real with my football games was one. So... Okay, <laughs> so easy for guys. <laughs> oh my goodness, if your team wins, then God yeah, is real. Oh almost, almost got a Super Bowl. <laughs> okay, yeah. all right. Anyway, <laughs> um, but it's good that you started with the word because then you're able to easily fact check. If anybody was to, let's say, say something against the word of God for me, I would have to Google it because I didn't start with the word. And even now, as I'm getting more into it and I'm learning, I remember I was reading, I think it was Ecclesiastics and I had like tweeted about it. Like, it's like, dang, I wish I would have read the Bible more or started off reading the Bible more because it's so many life lessons that we be like paying social media experts for. Like, I remember in Ecclesiastics somewhere it talked about to spread your investments in multiple places. Like, huh? I didn't know that was in there. Or it said like, when you start, the more money you make, the more people come to try to help you spend it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dang, it's bars in this drug. But yeah. I, but you know, I didn't know because right. I didn't want to, well, I said I didn't want to, but I wasn't able to just sit and read it. It's and hard it to affect connect me to that, that way. stuff. Yeah, because yeah. like you said, it's abstract. Right. And abstract for me and who I am, as you know, like that don't work. Yeah. Um, but now, because I have the relationship with God, I'm able to read it and be like, dang, it's, it's different now. Right. But I think that's important, too, for people that's listening and trying to grow a relationship with God. It's not a one size fit all approach. Of course, pray and read the word. But sometimes you may have to watch a sermon first so that they may explain a scripture or teach a scripture so that when you do go read it, you're able to read it with some type of perspective. Right. Or you um, listen to worship music. So when you, you're so much in the spirit now from listening to worship songs, when you actually go and pray, you're in a better position to be able to hear from God because now all the things that were going on in your mind are quieted down mm. so that you can hear. So it's not a a one size fit all approach to growing in your relationship with God, but just finding ways to um, ways to make it work for you and your life. And then as you're able to grow and hear God and, and get to know his character, then you'll be able to really hear for yourself on what the things that you need to do. Yeah. Um, I want to follow up on that. Come back to me. Keep okay. <laughs> you said you want to follow up on that? No, nah, I, I, I would like to piggyback on it, but just come back to me. So now you're at a different place. It's funny because it's like the, the roles have changed now. Like when we first met, we were working at the same place and I was, like you said, living my double life. <laughs> and now I'm full-time in my second life and you are living a double life kind of now too, because I remember just as my, my prayer for you really has always been for God to just, because you're so, because you're so thoughtful and such a giving person and always there for other people, I always felt like you would, I wouldn't say sacrifice yourself, but I think that you, I always thought that you would be okay if you didn't reach your full potential because, or if you didn't reach your full potential in order for somebody else's life to be better. That makes sense? Like, I, I felt like you would be okay with, I guess, plateauing if that meant somebody else's life would be the best. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so... 
because I recognize that in you without even really talking to you about it, because it's a great quality. I'm always from the perspective of you can be great and they can be great. You ain't got to, you know, plateau for them to be great or whatever. So I will always pray and be like, well, God, can you like make him passion, make something make him passionate about something or make him reveal to him what his ultimate purpose is or show me things that I can do to help, um, to help him or to help plant seeds or whatever. But just my prayer for you was just always for God to use me as well as awaken things in you for you to be all that he calls you to be because I saw so much in, in God you. is real. He worked. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then this is something I learned from Tiana. Tiana will be like, everything you ain't got to really talk to him about. Like you don't got to go to BJ and be like I feel like you could be living a better life like or I feel like you have more than you than you're doing you don't have to do that you yeah, can you just push me away I don't know exactly so <laughs> Tiana will always tell me no Tina that's the benefit of prayer like you can take those things to God and so that's something I always apply practically when it comes to our relationship is taking things to God and so that was one of those things for me like God what can I do to subtly help him or can you like just praying for that. And so now, you know, you've been passionate about your entrepreneurial journey and, and getting into real estate and you're all, but you still work. So now you have the nine to five and you have the business that you're trying to build and you're getting ready to marry me, which is a whole task and a half. Oh, we, <laughs> that's a whole, that's, that's a, 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 a podcast and a half. <laughs> <laughs> talk about because while I'm amazing and everything, I know it's not easy. Yeah, let's not gloss over that. Just <laughs> let that be know. Whatever. <laughs> I know that now it's a lot more on your plate, but I do think that all the things that we talked to up until this point have prepared you for where you are now. So like for the people who are in that position where they're balancing a nine to five with building a business and being their best self what is what's some advice <laughs> that you would give them or you just try to figure it out <laughs> caffeine okay nah, 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 nah. but uh it, it, it still for me goes back to the same thing it's yeah. uh have a roadmap. have or identify a place that you want to be where you would feel comfortable with mm -hmm. your life mm -hmm. identify what that looks like uh, maybe identify how long it would take mm -hmm. and, and reach for the what's the last planet that we know about is Pluto reach reach past the what? stars <laughs> reach for Pluto just just go all out with with your dreams and, and chart it make a road map of where you want to end up and, and work your way back to where you are now and figure out all those things that need to happen mm -hmm. between now and then mm -hmm. and just work backwards to where you are now. Maybe it's some, some mindset changes that you have to make tomorrow. Maybe it's some principles that you have to incorporate or some new habits that you have to develop by the end of next week. But yeah. once you start to see uh, how to get from, one milestone to the next mm -hmm. just stick to it you have to reevaluate sometimes but that's that's the best way to stay on course yeah i think that's something that you do very well and it's something that has even spilled over to me so looking at us like okay um i know bj's not going to be in a nine to five forever so 
what can I do right now in my business? You know, while we still have a steady paycheck with you and then we have the business with me, like, okay, what can we do so that we can build? What can we do today so that we can build the life that we want to have in the future? Or I think about like, okay, I know that we want to have kids and a couple of years from now, but not like too far from now. So what can I do in my business today, next week in the next year to where I'm comfortable because I'm never going to be okay with just sitting around with my feet up feeling like a housewife. That's just not how I'm built. But what can I do now to where I'm comfortable or have enough passive income streams coming in to where I can sit down with my feet up, but I'm still making money. I'm still contributing. I'm still able to do the things that I want. I'm still contributing to the lifestyle that we're building. Now by you doing what you do as far as planning ahead, that's how I'm thinking. So we say two years, we want to have kids. I'm like, Tatum, what can you do in the next two years? Yeah. Yeah. To do these things or you want to get your body together. You're going to want to enjoy being skinny for a little bit before you get fat again. (laughs) Burying some kids. You know what I mean? So things like that for even for me, just being with you, those things have really spilled over. Um that I apply to my life. So I think that's definitely a huge takeaway for anybody that's listening, that's trying to accomplish something is start with the end in mind and work backwards, but also keep some flexibility uh, for God to do his thing. Because if you plan too much, then God doesn't have any room to use you. If you run in too fast, then he ain't going to be able to, you ain't going to be able to hear from him because you're doing too much. So Mm -hmm. you do also have to find that balance of planning, but being, but having some type of wiggle room. And a part of that too is spending time with God every single day. So like, I always ask God, like, okay, what do you need me to do next? Like this morning, as I was praying, I was like, okay, God, the last thing that you told me to do was this book. I did the book. You, I asked you for perspective about what does my everything look like for me right now? Because I'm totally surrendered at this point. You're writing my story. I don't know what the big picture is because I'm asking you for it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, God has shown me what the big picture is for me, which is huge. But it's like, okay, I did the book though. But so what's next? And right. so God has shown me what's next, okay. which we'll talk about all okay, air. Yeah, I was about to say <laughs> that I don't want to do that. I don't want to do, yeah. but you know, just, just really seeking God, even on behalf of us, like God, what can I do to be, be a better partner for him to encourage his dreams. To keep him in the mix. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or us realizing like, okay, we need to pray together more. Or we need to do this. Just really making sure that in the midst of all the practical stuff that we talked about on the show is to don't ever leave God out of the equation. Like he's a part of the planning process. He, he is the engine. He's the engine that's going mm-hmm. to take you to where you want to be. Mm-hmm. If I look at the roadmap that I created, yeah. Or if somebody else looks at a roadmap that they created, after you pray over it, you start to realize that over the course of that period of time, whether it's five years, whether it's 12, whether it's 16, mm-hmm. whatever, over the course of that period, life is going to happen. There's so many things that are, that's going to happen that could potentially take you off course and distract you from getting to where you want to be. Mm-hmm. So once you once you get into that uh, prayer uh, realm, you start to understand, yeah, these things are going to happen. It might play on my emotions sometimes. I might get involved 
but I need to know that God's going to keep me strong. And as long as I have my faith in him and I know that I'm going to stick to this roadmap, mm-hmm. I'm going to get to that point that I need to be despite the challenges that are going to get thrown my way. Because there are going to be some things that try to hinder you from getting there. There's, mm-hmm. Every day there's a new trial. Every year there's something life changing that happens. But mm-hmm. we still have to stay on course and keeping him in the mix mix will show you the different things that that um the different steps that you still need to work through to get to where you want to be despite what life throws at you. Yeah. Okay, well well I think that's a good place to end. What do you think? <laughs> You want to talk about those relationships? No, we ain't talking about relationships. <laughs> <laughs> that opened up the door to where we get past the boundaries. So, no, we're going to keep the boundaries where they at. Um, but, yeah, you got anything else to say to the people before we roll out? I might. Uh... <laughs> Normally people be like, no. <laughs> you like, you going to take advantage of this time that you got. Yeah, just, uh, just uh, make sure that you're always connected to to your purpose Mm -hmm. don't get swayed Uh, don't look at setbacks as the end of where you're trying to go just look at them as as things that's going to make you stronger Mm -hmm. it's going to give you more ammo for for your arsenal and just keep pushing forward keep working at it keep reflecting and and most of all keep moving forward I can't stress that enough and uh, before you know it it's another springtime and you see more flowers blooming and your garden looks a lot better. <laughs> okay, but you can channel on that old poetry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, normally people say they social media, but praise God you ain't got that. Right. I'm so, off, I'm off yes, that. I'm yeah. so glad you don't have social Hit media. Hit me up on IG. No. At blank blank. No, no, he don't have that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He ain't got social media. <laughs> but we don't need oh, nobody boy. in your DMs, okay? Oh, for, for the Jesus, the pre-Jesus Tatum come out, people sliding in DMs. No thank you. Um, but yeah, so but thank you so much, babe, for being on the show. I'm glad to, glad to be here with you. I, I sprung this on you at the last minute. It's you. all good, though. But you came through with the gems. You it's made me good. look good. It's all good. Love you. Thank you. I love you, too. <laughs> Talk to you guys next week. See you. Have you heard the term concierge medicine and wondered exactly what that means? In short, it's the answer to the question, isn't there a better solution to my health care? Concierge medicine means virtually no waiting for your doctor. It means 24-7 access to physician care. It means truly individualized health care, all at a cost that's lower than you might expect. 